and I hope that this works. Okay, so this is the Excel version of this small data. What do we want to summarize? What is your first question? Do you have any questions? That is your first question, not the total sale. <laughs> okay, so pivot table builder. So you just do the data pivot table. And uh, what we want to do is we want to get the sales. It appeared in the value. So how many items there was? 22. And uh, in here, now we have 22 and 22. But what we really want to do is, for example, uh, calculate the total sum of the sales. So the same, the same value, the, 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 the same numbers, we can count how many there is or total sum. And of course, average is total sum divided by number. But we can also have the third column in here, which is average, which calculates average. So we aggregate numbers from the data right? in different ways. Sum, average, minimum, maximum, you name it. And in this uh, pivot table builder, what we can do is we can um, I, I'm just removing that. So the total sales. And now you wanted to have the sales by region. Now you wanted to have sales by region, so, um, so what you select is select the region and let's make that as a row label. So we have three regions that should sum up to this value. This is how much sales we do in three regions that we end up in this value here. And then we can do, say, the what type of items we do in Rakvara, how much the, how many iPads, radios, and TVs, how much have been in the sales, at least 2,350, 2,600, 2,650 is the total sum of Rakvara, right? So these numbers add up to that. And this plus, this plus, this plus, yeah, these three numbers add up to this. Yeah. Uh, why this is called pivot table? Because we can use this as a hinge. We can, we can pivot that. We can change the uh, axis. We can change the axis, and instead of putting category in rows, we can put that in the columns. You can take these different fields, build the reports, making them columns, making them features, rows, and the thing is that it always should get this one and two dimension, but basically what is the value here, aggregated in here. This looks very much like, like this uh, two by two, or this 
we have two by two tables mostly, but, but these uh, contingency tables. So rows add up to that, columns add up to this, and this is the total sum. Right? So basically what we need is all kinds of uh, intermediate uh, totals. The counts, the sums, the averages, different aggregations of the data. Let's put that into the different shops. Now we start to have empty cells because the data, data was not so big. Um, we can do the thing where we move the region. There is one mistake, of course, in here because there is two Lona Keskus in Tallinn and in Tartu. Oh, in Tallinn they destroyed the Lona Keskus, I think. But the both of these two appear at the moment in here. So this Excel does not know very well the data structure. It did it only by name. So if we put a region be below the store, then we get see that, oh, Rakver and Tartu have Lonukeskus. Okay. Uh, and that's how how you can uh, uh, you can play with these uh, these things, uh, uh, make the different uh, pivots, pivoting, uh, what you need. We, you can do the filter. Filter uh, uh, leaves in here only the stores, but then you can filter. Let's only select uh, Tallinn into the view. We, you filter the data, or you slice the data appropriately. And Excel does it all for you built in, right? On the, on the data that was in one of these sheets. I don't remember which one was the sheet. It just generated from that data, you can look at different ways. So the uh, the sum, count, average, max, min, standard deviations. Oh, let's make the standard deviation. Uh, if some counts are zero, then, or some zero division by zero. So you can aggregate different uh, values. On average, the, the TVs are more expensive than radios, and Dulemister sells more expensive TVs than Sikupili. Divided. Uh, so, 
if you if you start analyzing the sales data, you want uh, you can do aggregation by by quarters, by date, right? By quarters in different regions, uh, by different uh, product types. You look at the same data, thirty-two thousand dollars of sales, but by different aspects, quarterly, different uh, regions. Well, they are very simple data, or different products. All of them have to add up to the total sum. Right? And when you do this uh, multi-dimensional pivot table, then quarter one, uh, different products in different regions, you get these rows adding up to row uh, sums, uh, columns adding up to the column intermediate sums, and the total sums. 3,000 3, plus 5,000. But in Atlanta, from quarter one to quarter two, the sales increased. In here, you don't see that. Right? In Atlanta, you have the same uh, amount of view by quarters, by markets, by products, it's all equal. But in here, you can already see that in Atlanta, the product sales have increased, and respectively, somewhere as in Chicago, they have decreased. And pivoting is, is that you can change axis. The same kind of tables, but now you can change uh, region and quarter, and columns are products. Or uh, columns and products, and regions are columns. So this is the pivoting in here. And in the user interface, you just drag the label. Estonian um, Statistics Bureau gives you out official statistics, and there you can go and on the web also play with this uh, what you want to aggregate, what you want to see, what kind of tables you want to do, so you can build your own statistical tables. So, uh, this, is, this is now the concept that we would like to get somehow, but we need to do that in the database. We need to, and in the database, we don't have these sums in here, right? They are calculated on the fly. Or the smart database systems trying to build the intermediate pre stored uh, sums, aggregates that will be fetched quickly from the database that's shown over and over again to the user. So aggregations, averages, uh, totals, etc. Uh, and this all, this all kind of, if you know, if you start thinking about the database terms, this is all like a database in here. But if you select time, uh, altitude, and ask what is the average uh, temperature from this table group by time and altitude, at the same time, at the same altitude, what is the average temperature? Right. So we have time and altitude, these two are grouped together, calculating average. This is the single one, and this is the average of these two. So this SQL query gives you this table, already calculates these aggregations, using the group by uh, directive in, in their SQL. 
would be by two attributes. Fixing two attributes, grouping by them, and getting the total. Uh, this is uh, selling cars of different year makes, different colors, uh, how many of them. Uh, the pivot tables, as we looked at, the grand totals, different grand totals of Chevys in 94 totals, uh, white Chevys in 95 totals, and 95 totals black and white. So, all these numbers in here, the, the totals, subtotals in the pivot table, they need to be calculated somehow. Uh, and uh, then we want to represent this data with these totals. For black cars in 94 and 95, the total. So we need to do the black and white 94 and get the totals in here. So, or sorry, what is that? Chevy's any year and black. So the all has appeared in here. In a way, the database, we did not have these all uh, fields in the, uh, before, right? But any combination of year, Chevy, any combination of year, any combination of colors, what is the total sales of Chevy's? And of course, you can do the group by Chevy and should be able to get that number. Right? So in, in a way, we, in the, in the database, intuitively what we would like to get is this kind of uh, different aggregations built into the database. All Chevy's 290 units. Uh, so, so from the from the relation underlying data, individual facts, individual uh, how many Chevy's 94 or black were sold. So this is like a fact that is in the database, but what we need to fill in is all these different totals. And these you can you can do the overall total is all all, all everything, all, and sum them up. Uh, where the model is Chevy, right? So you select Chevy's and you uh, count every row of Chevy's and uh, count the total sum. And, and then you need to do the uh, uh, sales model is Chevy, sales model is Chevy, group by model. But basically, you can, you can start building up the, the SQL queries by these. Uh, grouping by taking the unions of these, you can build this kind of data uh, views where the where the intermediate values have been calculated for you. But it's it's a lot of lots of uh, different queries combined uh, make the union out of those. <coughs> but it sort of adds these all all uh, rows in here that are aggregate sums of respective things that we want to fetch from the data. Uh, so, all these aggregates you can build by SQL, doing group buys, doing all the um, SQL-based uh, analysis, building that all into the database. 
Uh, I don't know exactly whether the, well, I think different database systems, they don't need to, of course, create all these new rows in the data, in the database, it can aggregate those in some other places, and in fact, all these group bytes are replaced by the a data cube abstraction, uh, SQL extensions, but the concept that we build now through this pivot table and all these grouping by and all the subtotals, we looked first at the total sums, then we looked at one dimension by color, red by blue, that have to add up to the total sum. If now we keep building the cross tab, we have one dimension by which we aggregate. If we have now the two dimensions, looking at the Chevys and Fords separated from red, white, and blue, uh, then rows adding up, up, adding up to all reds, all whites, all blue cars, the columns adding up to all Chevy sales, all Ford sales. So now we have two dimensions. In here we have added color and make, and now we have added the year that goes in this way. Now we have three dimensional So that's multidimensional view of the data or data cube abstraction. We look at the data by from different uh, dimensions point of view, from different uh, angles to the data. But what we care about now is all these. What we would like to aggregate is is the summary, is the total sum, and then depending which from which direction we look through the data. You want to aggregate the values together. And these aggregated values are the ones that end users would like to look at. So this is data cube, kind of we, we want to have a data cube, but then it depends on the user point of view which angles they would like to uh, see through the data. So three-dimensional data cube, colors vertically, uh, and here are the makes and the years, uh, and the individual cube values or slots are filled in with, this one is white Chevy in 93 in this slot. Right? And these are the different uh, aggregations that we want to have. And they all have to add up to the final sum. And from whichever direction you look at, all the values have to add up to this total sum. Or other aggregates. And from the total sums and counts, you can get averages. So not everything needs to be stored. But something can be pre-calculated and stored in the data. So each attribute becomes a dimension along which you can look at the data. And uh, and then one dimensional view through the, all the attributes is just you aggregate one attribute at a time, everything, and then you have a two dimensional that you select any two dimensions, you have the aggregation functions. So that's how it technically kind of works. Splits the data into this multidimensional view, or in this case, data. And the multidimensional view, the aggregates become this data cube. Constant. Uh, 
your data lattice, all, 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 and all individual values in there. So the data lattice that we did look at the uh, frequent item sets. So it kind of, again, the mathematical concepts repeat in here. And you know the more attributes you have, the, the, the larger the data lattice will, will grow. So the previous uh, group by operator has now been replaced, replaced by uh, select all these data for Chevy and Ford from between these five years, but grouped by this Q data model. So data Q model, in a way, generates these intermediate sums, either by calculating them or storing them somewhere so that data uh, uh, database can fetch these intermediate aggregate sums. Where is it? All, 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 942 sales total. So the data cube, in a way, is kind of uh, generalization of this group by operator in the SQL sense. And that's why it was very easy to build into the databases, in fact. That you have the databases, the facts, and then you, you start building the building these kinds of cubes. And once you have the cubes, you can do different operations. You can slice. I don't care about all the years. I, I'm just slicing through one dimension to 2004. The filter that I said. Let's fix only a 2004 year. Right? Slice through the data cube one way. Or nice accessories, outdoor equipment, so basically eliminating two and just looking at the subset, right? Slicing, dicing, looking at different slices through the data. Uh, from drill up and drill down, but drill down, so basically making the dimension larger or smaller. So let's look in one way and then add something. You can go both ways. Uh, you can pivot, you can change the axis of the ways, how you look. Uh, rolling up by one dimension, summarizing everything along that dimension. So basically, having individual values, or then rolling up to the total sum. Uh, so you can build those into the uh, SQL, and these are, uh, <coughs> these are some SQL level, or sort of like this all up cube, uh, pivoting, uh, rolling up different uh, definitions of different operations that you can do on the data. But the underlying concept is that we want to aggregate some sums, some values, either by adding them up, calculating some other aggregate values, and looking at through different dimensions and visualizing them as some sort of pivot tables or dashboards. By region, you can plot the charts, how the, how the value of sales have been increasing or decreasing. You can apply the visualization, you can do the heat maps, you can do all this uh, once you have that data available. So, uh, the end users, there are many different way, places where the, the data is shown to uh, public. You can go to uh, look at uh, some NASA, sort of like the, the 
categories of sort of uh, uh, employee categories, for example, looked at by different dimensions by their education and their experience, for example, uh, some public uh, uh, data cubes with the dashboards. And different companies providing different dashboards, different uh, ways how to interact with the data, just building their reports, rows and columns, and making the queries into the underlying database. And then you have these underlying databases that support these queries. Free uh, versions that uh, Microsoft has, of course, everything under licensing, but these are uh, available to you under the student licenses. You, you can actually get access to those uh, products. And every big database vendor has some kind of uh, data warehouse or these data all up uh, tools built in to the database. And uh, how many rows does the Excel support nowadays? It used to have some 65,000, I think. I'm not sure if it's 65,000. It's much more. It's much more. It's not just two bytes. Uh, so you can grab from the Estonian tax authority, you can grab the data about Estonian companies, how much taxes they pay. The employment tax, the total tax. You can do the pivot tables using the, the same concepts and looking by the company category in ICT sector, how much they tax, how much they pay tax in different regions. You can build all of these. You can look at these data in Excel or um, or the Open Office, for example. So, in a way, we have said that we, we, we start from the facts in the database. The facts have to be in the proper form, and then we start building the views. But it's, of course, a little bit more uh, technicalities in that in order to build these cubes, we want these different attributes. Industries by categories, by uh, different industries, categories, products, different regions, of the world are composed of countries. Countries have cities, offices, the dates. You can aggregate by quarters, by months, by weeks, by years. How to build all these kind of queries into the data warehouse? If you would do redundancy in the data, you would add for every fact row the, all the different values and then do by those values grouping by etc. But this is a from a single fact, uh, from the single date <coughs> instance, you can calculate all of this. Right? Why would you put all these into the redundancy in the database? So we need to do the data modeling to support these kind of cubes. And the, the way how the data modeling is that we keep the fact table, that was this our example of this Excel, we keep that very simple format. Basic fact, order, purchase order ID, date, customer ID, uh, this customer is a product ID, in this product, store, quantity, amount. So these facts are in here, but we don't tell about the customer ID, uh, what kind of, yeah, we, we don't tell if it, For the customer in the fact table, we not, do not repeat the name, address, or anything else 
So everything about customer, of course, has to be the customer table. And that's why we have the central fact table. And these are the different health tables that help to define the dimensions about these facts. So if we want to grab all the customers that are in San Francisco, how do the customers from San Francisco give us sales? Then you first query the customer dimension, fetch everybody who is from San Francisco, you get the customer IDs, and based on those customers' IDs, you go to the central large fact table and fetch 53 and 81, all these customers, and then summarize to the filtering on that. So you, your user interface should be able to query by the dimensions, by some product, store, date is in here, but you want to have the quarters. So date or quarter, well, quarter uh, is defined by the date range. So from this central table, you fetch the certain dates, aggregate them together, and show the dashboard. So the central unit and the dimensions around it. And this is the simplest way, and this is called the star schema, where you have the central fact table and the dimension table. Uh, so in a modeling point of view, you just have the facts that where you represent different IDs, and the essential uh, sort of aggregate, or essential value, the, the quantity or amount or, or, or value of that, uh, the sound, well, basically, the, how many, how much does it cost, or how much does it, what, what, what is the uh, profit argument, or whatever the, the sales value, and then the dimensions are around this central fact table, and data looks like this. This schema is this this table. In Excel, we had only this table, so there was no additional. Uh, Dimensions. I've been using all these fact tables in here. Dimensions are divided in the dimension tables, and these are the measures that we want to store about the facts. And we do aggregations over these measures. Now, it's hard to, well, if, if you start modeling the data, it's about the store, you don't just want to put everything in a single table about the store, you still do something more more extensive, sort of like uh, what types of stores it is, is it small or large, store ID, lots of different information in here, in the cities, how large is the city in which this store is present, uh, uh, some extra information about the region. So all the stores in North Estonia, you don't want to put everything in the store information. So when we said that you have only one table in here in the star schema, ideally you would like to describe this store by more complex model, right? So you want to model this store by more complex uh, features, and this data model becomes slightly more uh, complicated, and this is, uh, this is making the snowflake scheme. Not the star, but we add in here 
feature that becomes the snowflake scheme. And uh, from the facts, this allows to define, let's, let's uh, select only the, the warm regions that have large city, uh, large population. You get all the stores in the warm cities that are in, in the, that have large population. And then you fetch the corresponding store IDs. And from, from the facts, you fetch the, only the facts about those store IDs and do the aggregations. And this way you build aggregation over some sliced or sliced view of the data. And most of these are done by the keys, so referring to the items, but you query from the item, you fetch from this table by that key, so indexes on the keys are important. So all this becomes a question, how can you efficiently index the data? And if in the data you pre-calculate some intermediate values. And indexing from here into this table, you can start using the SQL. Uh, so basically, B-trees are perhaps bad. You can use bit indexes, all these kinds of indexing schemes for multidimensional databases. So fact table and star schema, just one level around. But this is the snowflake schema, more complicated dimension descriptions. Uh, so that is technically all that, well, not, not all, but big chunk of what there is. There remain many questions like the dimensions change, the cities change in size, the store gets extension and suddenly it's bigger. If you have suddenly bigger store, how do you compare to last year that was when the small store was smaller? How do you model all this information? How do you keep that information? How do you keep different versions of the facts or different versions of the same store, right? Pre and after refurbishing. Uh, so all this to make all this dynamic and maintain this through the business all the time requires effort. So once the business goes into this kind of data analysis approach, they have to keep this up-to-date constant. It's not just you build it once and then for the next 10 years you don't touch it, right? Uh, we did, uh, in the start, we did uh, once for ICL, for the East Island Hospital, which has, this is operation database model, <coughs> huge data model, messy, the same data in many places. Transactional database doctors use that on the data routine but the reports that had to be generated took hours on the same machines. And then doctors complained that it's slow for them. Because machines are doing aggregations and building reports. So building these ex exports of the data, exporting the relevant data into small uh, data cube or, or these smart approaches, building these small reports, you can do building small cubes, you can do the reporting in a matter of less than a second. Yeah. So different reports, different dashboards, they can be pre-built so that the end users just look at those data, uh, summaries of the data, and these are calculated now almost instantly instead of the hours of calculations.
And the process of all of the, the, the important things are this export transform load, ETL process you take your regional data sources, you need to export the data, transform it so that it, it is hard, uh, harmonic across all the different places, that you harmonize all the data representation issues, uh, different uh, naming conventions into the something where you can, you can really do an analysis. Uh, and then, then you can do this, all this different uh, modeling of the data, indexing, query processing, um, and use the different uh, available tools. Okay, uh, let me just, uh, that basically wraps up the, this uh, part of the data warehouses. Um, the concepts when they were de uh, defined first in the early 90s, um, so they very very quickly become became multi-billion uh, dollar business because it's you, from the existing databases you just needed the conceptual modeling and quick analytical process. So technically, this is all. Uh, of course, you you need to think how to approach the system top down, bottom up, all these different uh, ways. Um, usually, there are relational databases that provide these relational all-up services. Uh, sometimes they are, well, specific or, or built on the conventional database management systems and the end user interfaces on top of those. Uh, there are some multi-dimensional servers, MDX, I think is one of those, that are pre-built for this kind, to support these kind of multi-dimensional queries and indexing, but underlying is all this concept of data cube abstraction. And then technically you need to have all the different which which index structures are on the, on the transactional databases, which index structures are uh, built in the, in the warehouse cases, inverted this, bitmap indexes, you have to put a, be able to join quickly, maybe do some text uh, processing. Uh, so all these kind of technical things uh, underlying, uh, actually most of the indexing scheme, we look at the algorithm scores. Uh, bitmaps, in the, then just which row has or does not have some, some value, and if you want to aggregate, you just do the bitmap and or uh, operations so that you can get the uh, next index built. And then you do what's the query. Um, okay, um, so there is a uh, there are discussions about uh, some approaches. Uh, what happens when the when the facts or some some things are uh, timestamped or changing over the time? How to deal with these kinds of approaches? Whether you generate new store with a new parameter? You just you just can't get the get the old store and say that now this is twice bigger, right? Because those facts are related to the smaller store. You need to generate a new version of the store that is larger, but still somehow know that it's still the same store. And how to handle these kinds of cases, and uh, how to use all these ID uh, mappings. So, so these are the concepts uh, needed uh, uh, to deal with these kinds of data. Uh, the timestamping from which period until which period uh, something was true. You you use these timestamps to query, etc. 
FTX is one follow-up uh, implementation for Microsoft. So basically, you should be able to grab, I'm not sure if this is the correct URL anymore, but FTX, you can do these multi-dimensional queries and build the, uh, these dashboards. Okay, I think I will uh, finish in here some of the dimensions you need to decide either by hand or there, is, there are options sometimes to generate them uh, automatically, but definitely, definitely this data modeling for data warehouse is an important question. So that the end user will have really easy to understand concepts that they play with. Um, okay, so uh, as I said, next week I have to be in Tallinn, and I think for you it's better to do the projects. We have covered a lot of material in this kind of uh, very quick overview manner. Um, in two weeks' time, we have the poster sessions. PA will help you also to pronounce how to how to make the poster greeting uh, and all this happening. I think we will be in the next uh, in the next room. Not, not in this one, there will be examined here, but in the next room. And uh, I will be in touch with many of the project teams in here. Uh, we still have to look at the uh, supermarket data and some health data, and, at least, and, and some other uh, teams. And I'm really curious about these how it will perform. I hope that uh, you have enjoyed the course. I hope that you have uh, learned a lot of material. And the hard work is going to benefit you in future the most. Do you have anything? Okay. No? no? You're happy? How, how's the exam going to work? Uh, exam, you come in to the class, you get given tasks, and then you write on the paper. <laughs> um, the exam, I usually have the case that you, you will be able to take one page of uh, cheat sheet, one side a day for you, anything that you can print in there or type in, you can put there. Uh, but I don't expect. Uh, very complicated, any, any theorems are very complicated. I, I don't expect to have those. But for your own uh, uh, purposes, of course, you can write any, any notes on the papers. Are there any sample exams from my previous years also available to look at? They have been quite sort of like described the main principles of, or some some main principles of, the, let's say, density-based clustering, or what are the benefits of one or the other. So some of those are discussion topics. So for which you should have some general feeling already. Uh, I think I have, uh, this week you were doing the homework with the decision tree example. I think uh, in one case there was decision tree example. Uh, even in the case of naive Bayes, I did not carefully check that you have exactly the correct numbers calculated. Right? It's, that's not the uh, idea, but just general understanding of some of the concepts. Okay. Is, is it um, I, I, I have dreamt that I, I could have enough time to do the tick box uh, sort of multiple select, uh, choice questions, but <coughs> I never have time for, prepar for, for preparation of that because that would take like two or three days of really trying to make multiple uh, 
choice questions. I have not experienced uh, personal experience with those. But but uh, I did have a thought that maybe I should do some multiple choice uh, questionnaire, but I'm not quite sure. The reason actually it's harder to do, but it would be so much easier to correct. There can be fatal, uh, one way or the other, um, but um, a general understanding of the of the things. If somebody says that, uh, if there is a question about, I don't know, what is a snowflake scheme, and there is, beep. Uh, I know this comes now in the last lecture, and it might be something that you have not had. Homeworks, so then uh, that would be something that you have to learn or check that you understand the material about it. And, uh, most of the cases you have been covering in the homeworks, at least on the general principles of decision trees or whatever. What is the kernel density estimation? Is it limited to any topics or everything? Everything. <coughs> Apart from like coding, right. not biology. <laughs> you don't need to explain what the RNA is. We had some pictures of uh, RNA data analysis, I think, at some point. You don't need to tell what the RNA is. Okay. So if somebody doesn't have access to data or access to the computer, then please come to talk to me.